0: Welcome to the Science Golf Performance YouTube show. I'm your co-co-host, Alex.
1: I'm a tri-co-host,
2: Chris. <laughs> what would that make me? I'm the quad co-host. Co-squared. Quad
1: Co-squared quad. I don't know. There's
2: only three of us. <laughs> My name is Hollow.
0: <laughs> make sure to give us a subscribe and a like if you've been watching these videos. We do a lot of work on them. And we can uh, work
1: on our math and counting them. Yeah, We clearly can't count past Absolutely.
0: three. Uh, but today we'll be talking about Uh, golfers in-season lifting, uh, their in-season training program and uh, what they should be doing to maximize their performance in season when to take an off-season, maybe when it's healthy to stop training, if if it is healthy to stop training in general at all.
1: You definitely can't um, play golf while you can't lift. That's, you can't do it at the same time.
0: That's what you would think, right? It's well, too much? That's, what I'm, or, that's what I'm by all golf cool. the golfers. Yeah. <laughs> or at all. Yeah. Is it true? Well, I think that you start with, you know, everyone has a different season, too. Like, you know, we have our adult, in-house adults who, you know, the golf season goes from, Probably early March, sometimes the end of February. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah North so Carolina. That's where we are. March to how long would you say it goes sometimes? wind to...
1: down like September, October. Yeah,
0: okay. What so about it's... North Dakota? <laughs> What's
2: the yeah, like right. season <laughs> like? Yeah. You really don't start seeing green grass until about June.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um,
2: by about uh, middle of September, the leaves are orange again. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it's going to vary based on he, geographically where people are.
0: Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but I think that it's important to note that it is important to train a certain way, smartly year round, um, in a way that there's a time and a place for an off season. And we'll talk about that. Um, but I think what we can look at is in the gym, uh, volume versus intensity. And really what we're going to look at is how intensity and volume are kind of work inversely and how that works throughout a season. Um, for me, when I'm in charge of programming for the adults here in house, and what we do is you know, I want to keep them touching the high intensity weights during and in season so we can kind of maintain that. That's how you maintain power and force production, like maintain a high force production by kind of. So
1: what does high intensity mean? That yeah, was just an example. Yeah. That's a great question. Explain
0: intensity. Yeah, so when we're thinking about intensity, we're thinking about the load. So. Basically, the the weights used, the amount of weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, when you see that go up, you're going to see volume go down. And when I refer to volume, I'm thinking let's, sets and reps. Let's
1: use my deadlift, my hundred sure. pound max deadlift. It's big. That's yeah. It's not, not too far off. It's big. Yeah. You know, <laughs> really so yeah, let's so let's say my max, or you know, watching mm-hmm. the person watching this video, let's say mm-hmm. they can deadlift a hundred pounds. So sure. how, what would that look like for them, like? In season, sure.
0: So in season, like I said, I'm going to maintain kind of a high load and a lower volume, so lower sets and reps, but a higher weight. So if you have a hundred pound max deadlift, mm-hmm. we're probably going to be working still in that eighty to ninety percent range for just a couple reps. So I'll be
1: using so like eighty to ninety pounds.
0: Exactly. Okay. So eighty to ninety pounds for the hundred pound. So pretty heavy deadlifter. Relative to exactly to my your max. Deadlift. Yeah. yeah. And the research shows us that that's best in season four, um, avoiding injury while maintaining high force output.
1: So basically uh, the more load, the heavier I lift for me, with, not, I don't need a lot of repetitions, so I can do, when you say sets of like.
0: Yeah, so we won't be working with much more than like three sets of two, or sometimes even like four so sets of So literally, as a
1: golfer, yeah. I could do like six total reps like a very heavy weight and I'm decreasing my chance of injury and I'm going to help keep my speed up.
0: Right. So, in a way. My question
2: so is, how can we help everyone understand that heavy weights make you really sore though, don't they?
0: So that's the next thing. Definitely. That's a great point. So that's, very true. So that's what people think. Like heavy weights are going to make me sore. Um, not necessarily. It's actually the opposite. When you see that intensity go down and the volume go up. So now my reps are increasing. I'm working more and this is, might be a time for off-season training, we'll get into a little bit. But when I'm working more those higher reps, when I'm working more maybe like for the 100-pound deadlifter, like 50 to 60 pounds. So really low intensities, but like high reps, maybe like 8 to 12 reps, that's where you, you see more damage done to the muscle. And that's when we start to experience more soreness. All
1: right. So all uh, the people that we talk to that say, I'm staying, I do light weights, lots of reps, sets a 10 to 15. They're actually putting themselves, what you're saying, is more in the like sore and not really fast and strong category.
0: Yeah, that's when you're going to start to experience more of the DOMS or the delayed onset muscle soreness. And it's going to be harder to go swing a golf club in season and really maximize your performance when your body's trying to rebuild... It's muscles, because when you're working with that high volume, that's when your muscles are really, like, tearing down and, like, trying to rebuild themselves. That makes sense. So,
1: basically, what you're saying is when you're in season in North Dakota, basically any month except for June, (laughs) July, or August, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, in North North Carolina, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much... You know, your off-season is much shorter. It's probably the inverse of right. North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically that off-season, when you're in the off-season, you kind of will do more repetitions mm-hmm. and lighter weight. But when you're in the in-season, we're actually doing heavier weight with a lot of less reps.
0: Yep, and that's how we're and you're programming you're telling me that's going to make
1: me faster and less
0: sore. I'm going to tell, tell you it's going to you faster, but I'm going to tell you that it's going to help you maintain that speed and performance during the in-season without the soreness.
1: Definitely. What do you see with the kids? So
2: I was just gonna say Alex just brought up a good point. It's not it might not make you faster and I'll get with the kids, but it might not make you faster. However, what we have found is if you totally scrap the weights program while you're in season, we see someone lose up to five miles an hour on their club head speed by just doing nothing at all during in season. So this is kind of why um I guess this is the scope or the whole idea behind um what we're trying to explain is that in season training is a good idea or it is a good decision we're just trying to help you do it from a healthy perspective um with the kids what was our question again
1: <laughs> well i think that's a really important point though right that you know everybody says oh, i want to pick up five miles an hour and they five miles an hour is like mm. 15 yards so that's
2: that's, that's, that's
0: massive yeah. right like mm-hmm.
1: you're totally screwing up people's distances and so people are i don't want to lift i don't want to get too bulky i don't want to screw up my game mm-hmm. Well, if you don't lift, <laughs> we know from the science, you're going to get slower, mm-hmm. um, you know, three to 5% for, so if you're swinging at hundred miles an hour, that's five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I think that's a massively huge point that if you stop training, <coughs> mm-hmm. you're actually going to screw yourself up by going backward. your clubs are going to be screwed up in the wrong direction. Um, right. so, but I think the question, the original question was from a junior perspective, how do you handle like what Alex is talking about with the adults like keeping them fresh. Because, I mean, the, some of these kids travel like they're on tour. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So from a junior perspective, and, and you bring a really good point, they travel a lot. Almost every single weekend they're on the road traveling. Um From that perspective, you think about what does their week look like. So if they're going to be traveling, say, leaving on a Thursday, and they're going to be playing all weekend, Friday through Sunday, then maybe you take the front half of the week and you front-load it just a little bit, and that's when you hit your higher-intensity days, um, the heavier weights and the lower amount of volume, and then as you approach that um, that competition, that event later in the week, that's when you start to back down a little bit. Workouts start taking maybe as short as 30 minutes, and the... Um, the primary focus of those workouts be mobility and a little bit more so active recovery. Mm-hmm. So that way that athlete has still still has the appropriate amount of time mm-hmm. to recover from that intensity and is still as prime as, as fresh as they can be for that uh, tournament over the weekend. Yeah.
0: And I know as far as time goes, if most of them are leaving on like a Friday or Saturday, I know that most of the junior their program is like Monday and Wednesdays, so they just have like those two high days. Mm-hmm. So Monday and Wednesday will be their high intensity training. And then they still have, you know, Thursday, Friday to recover before they have their tournament. It just gives them a couple of days to so that they're fresh when they go in. Yeah, and
1: well, I think it's yeah. huge, I think, too, thinking about, like, juniors. You know, if you haven't seen the junior episode on the junior program that you guys did, definitely check that out. Um, but, you know, you talked a lot about, like, long-term, right? Mm-hmm. And like we know even with strength training, like we're still gonna lose a little bit, but we can really like optimally <laughs> minimize that. Mm-hmm. But the goal is like twelve a twelve month cycle, you're gonna gain a lot in the off season, you'll lose a little bit in the in season, minimize that as much as we can so that net when we come back to the you know, twelve months mm-hmm. we're up significant. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's the what we're trying yeah. to help you avoid watching this mm-hmm. is you work hard in the off season. How many times do you hear this, Oh, it's not an off season, so I go hard in the gym. They come in and you start in the off season like Best day you've ever been, mm-hmm. and you, by the time you get to the end of the season, like September, <laughs> October, August in North Dakota, mm-hmm. uh, you know all of a sudden you're back to like where you started, if not worse. Particularly in their adults, sometimes worse. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: so, I think it's the goal of this is you're always looking at it year round, and as as mm-hmm. golf increases, the amount of volume in the gym decreases, but the intensity still stays high. Right. So as golf goes up, volume goes down, but as golf goes up, intensity in the gym
0: goes up. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I mean, talk about our pros a little bit. We that's kinda like the junior schedule as they have tournaments like all the time and they're traveling. Um so with that it could be a little bit different. How I work with our elite athletes is that we use more of like an RPE scale because how they're yeah. exactly so <laughs> <just 'Cause laughs> wait for that question. Because
1: the first watches the video is
0: Exactly. So RPE is uh, perceived exertion, the rate of perceived exertion. So instead of a percentage base, they're working more on how they feel, um, the perceived effort that they're giving in the gym every day. So I want them to go in and still maintain that 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 effort on their main lifts. So they're keeping their intensity high. So it should still be... This is, I also explain it as you have like one or two left in the tank. So you're still, that's a high intensity RPE. And then it, they can kind of give for themselves because everyone's going to be different with how they recover on the road. If they're having one of those weeks where they're just wiped out because of all the training, um, you know, so, okay, let's bring it down to like a seven this week, mm-hmm. bring all your training down to a seven. Mm-hmm. Let's recover as far as our nervous system goes, our body goes and yeah. uh, recover properly.
1: I think that's super applicable even to like just the person traveling for business, mm-hmm. like you travel a bunch of business and you're exhausted and we see this with all the people we work with virtually, like, you know, you guys adjust the program, you know, intensity down a little bit or mm-hmm. I think it's, there's a lot of, I think, parallels between traveling a lot for business and traveling a lot for golf Yeah. in terms of how programs sometimes need to be adjusted. Um, so
0: yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I, think, I think what was our takeaway? Please don't stop training. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, I guess our takeaway is is that, yes, please don't stop training. And like, like I mentioned earlier, like we're trying to provide you with a smart and a healthy resource as to how to go about your in-season training. And I guess Alex um, kind of basically summed it up. Like, decrease the amount of volume, so the amount of reps that you're doing, and increase the intensity or the amount of overload. And you should be able to maintain and, and be there in the long run, I guess, in the scheme of things towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, look at your year as a whole, plan it out, have a goal, have a plan, and train smart throughout the entire year.
1: Sounds good to me. Cool.
0: All right. So good. Anything else we got? Cool. All right. Make sure to give us a like, subscribe if you enjoyed, and we'll see you in the next one.